we have our first Grandmaster interview. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. ATA Nation instructors, students, parents of ATA Nation, we are thrilled to have you back with us again today for episode number 62. This is the very first episode where we have an interview from a Grandmaster. Today, we have an awesome interview with Grandmaster Caruso. Um, it was great to talk to him. Uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to get to interact with him a, a fair amount in our region and national events and things like that. Um, I could have had this interview go on for another half hour um, because there's so much I want to talk to him about. But we wanted to, to pare it down a little bit. Today, you're going to get to hear um, kind of uh, Grandmaster Crusoe's origin story, where he, uh, how he started martial arts. And then we talk some about uh, fall nationals coming up in Pittsburgh. It's going to be so much fun. Let's get right to the interview. Special guest interview. ATA Nation, I am super excited to have with us uh, our very first Grandmaster on the podcast. Grandmaster Caruso is here with us today. How are you today, sir? I'm wonderful, sir. Thanks for having me. Oh, we are thrilled to have you. Super excited. I thought it would be great to have you, not only um, because, uh, you know, we haven't had a Grandmaster yet. Um, I get to see you a lot as you come over to our region and and uh, are at some of our tournaments. Love going out to Pittsburgh. And we've got Nationals coming up um, out in Pittsburgh. And I want to get to that. But before that, I'd love to start with, like, your origin story. How did you get started um, in martial arts? I got lucky. <laughs> I, I really did. You know, I, I was very fortunate. Um, it was back, I was 15 years old. And uh, my, my sport at the time, that I, I played a couple different sports, but the sport that I thought at the time that I excelled in was baseball. And I really enjoyed it. And I was a catcher. And I uh, actually thought about playing in college at one point. But um, Anyway, um, there was a martial arts school opening up in the town next to where I uh, was born and raised. And um, it went into, um, there was a newsstand, a bookstore, and I went into there and I saw these magazines. It was Karate Illustrated was the name of it. And on the cover of it was uh, uh, Bruce Lee was on one of them. I don't know if that was the first one I purchased. The next one was Joe Lewis was on the cover. And, um, you know, I looked through the magazine. I bought it. And when I got at home, I saw, you know, all these kicks and flexibility and stretching and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, catchers need that, you know, and yeah. I was in, I was in charge of, you know, uh, on our baseball team was every February and January, we would actually start doing dry land drills in the gym, throwing balls. And, and we had a, a machine that threw the balls at you and we took batting practice and all that. And I said, well, I'll just join this martial arts for you know, a couple of months until the season starts and then I'll just quit. And, uh, you know, I'll learn something from the flexibility. That's really what I was looking for. It wasn't a matter of self-defense or anything. I thought I could, you know, improve my physical skills to enhance the sport that I was involved in. Well, that didn't work out. <laughs> it, what happened was I got, 
I got the bug. I got uh, really uh, in the habit of wanting to do that more and more. Um, but I continued all through high school and I kept my commitment. And, uh, you know, by the time I was a senior, you know, I was uh, the co-captain of the team and, you know, my coach was fantastic and gave me extra time to get out of practice when I needed to, to go to the school, to take my lessons. And one thing led to the next. And then I went to college and um, helped start a college uh, karate club on the campus. And uh, while I was in college, uh, my third year in college, I actually had a full, full business. I was teaching an ATA school that I had and, um, that was how I got through my college career too. And, uh, never did anything with my college degree. Uh, just banked my experiences and banked all the great relationships that came along with that and been in martial arts ever since. Wow. That, that's a great story. Was, was that original school? Did you start right out with, uh, with ATA or what would be ATA? Well, my first instructor, uh, Mr. Gabriel Siofre, uh, he was, he had just come, uh, finished a, I believe five year, uh, in the military, five or six years in the military in Korea, where he earned his black belt under a uh, Korean master. And, um, we started, I started training with him and we didn't belong to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the old, um, ITF forms, you know, mm-hmm. Chunji, Dan Gun, Dosan, all those forms, you know, um, that we did in the ATA anyway. He, um, responded to a, an ad and I believe that I still have that ad at home. It's a very small, it was like a two inch by two inch ad column ad in this magazine. And there was a camp being held and uh, opportunity of a new organization, the American Taekwondo Association. Mr. Siofre went and visited Grandmaster and made a connection. And when he came back into town, he was like, okay, we're, we've down, joined, joined an organization. And uh, prior to that, we didn't belong to anything. So by the time I got ready for my first testing, I had been already training like five months. And, uh, you know, he, um, he was ready to have a testing and he made this decision to join the ATA. And, and today he even, we've talked where we remain great friends. It was the best decision he made. Uh, and it was the best decision I made to have such a great uh, father figure as Mr. Siofre was to me. You know, he was, he, he was who uh, mentored me and taught me and gave me the basic really foundation of my martial arts career. And then when he took a early retirement at a third degree level, um, I took over for him and uh, bought the school and, and um, went from there, basically. And uh, he was the one that influenced me. Uh, he said, I, I want you to continue your training with H.U. Lee. And that was the second best decision I ever made. He, he made it for me. And um, so I had, you know, Mr. Shelfrey up to third degree. And from third degree to where I'm at today, um, you know, is they all be influenced. And Grandmaster H.U. Lee was my instructor for 24 and a half years. Wow, that's that's amazing, and and it's so cool to hear that you um, started out, you know, kind of, you know, with a, a business right there in college with a, you know, a, a club and whatnot. We one of the things we want to do with the podcast is is help uh, young martial artists see that uh, you know this can be a career for them. Um, you know, you were in college. Uh, can I ask what you what your degree was was in? Yeah, it was um, food service hospitality. Nice. Right. And and then yeah. you you know, you've got some experience in college. You use that um, you know, time as you're you've got this business already. Um, you know, how cool. And then, you know, obviously uh it seems like it's gone pretty well for you, this martial arts thing. 
Yes, sir. And yeah, I had a, I had a great advisor in the department. I actually started off. I, I thought about going into being a nutritionist or a dietitian, mm. and work. You know, in in an, in the industry like in a hospital or, you know, institutional type situations for that profession at the time. And the chemistry labs were a little bit more than I was <laughs> wanting to put in, and and it got to be you know a little tricky for me. So my advisor said, you know, why don't you you know come over to the business side and go into the hospitality side of the industry. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah, that, that's a better fit. The subject matters, the courses, the electives were better for me. But then as I got going in my career, you know, I did some full contact uh, for a couple of years and started competing. And uh, obviously there weren't ATA tournaments uh, as they are now. So I was competing in some open tournaments and, um, you know, one thing led to the next. And I said, this is the career path I'm going to take for a while. And uh, while I made that decision, um, it, I, like I said, I just, it, it was an addiction for me. Yes, you know, sir. it really was. Professionally speaking, it's, you know, today I really believe that, you know, what I do is, is obviously a professional uh, level on the martial arts industry. But, you know, you can say you have a job. Uh, you're employed, but I believe this has been my calling from day one. And um, I just, I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate to be in that position. I love teaching. I like what it does for our, our community and uh, the impact it makes on people's lives, no matter what age you are. Uh, there's always so many more benefits that come from this other than just the rudiments of physical training. Yes, sir. Well, um, Two things there that that stick out to me is your 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 love for teaching. Um, I I've been in classes that you've taught, and uh, anybody who has knows that you're just a a phenomenal instructor. Really take um you know not just the the way you you're teaching, but how you're teaching it. Um, what advice would you give to a, a young instructor um, to to really improve their their teaching skills in, in connecting with those students? Well, one of my interesting you asked, that's a very good question, uh, Master Hayden. What, one of the things that I still, you know, we've had some great resources in this organization. You know, we 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 had um, great instructor manuals over the years. I still have kept a couple of them. I still revert back to some of that uh, material uh, where there's the old flow charts where you had to fill in the blanks of all the different material of our teaching on the floor. Um, then we obviously, as you know, we uh, got revamped into the, the, the legacy program and how that worked. And there's a lot of good material from that. But one of the things I felt that helped me out the most was following good leadership, attaching myself to those great leaders, and then 10 class management skills. And I, today I think they've still maybe been lost with some of our licensees. And I know I've challenged some licensees and they don't even, they never heard of the 10 class management oh, skills. Oh, that's and painful. I, I, yeah, and I still today, you know, that's where I start. Everybody that joins Legacy uh, in my instructor programs in our schools, that's where I start off. We, we start with that, you know, and uh, then when that we build our culture and our businesses and our, our process of how we, you know, handle new members and how we, you know, take them from one, one rank to the next in our curriculum. And what we offer them is still the foundation of what I still refer as the uh, 10 class management skills. 
Well, I and everything, and, and everything in between. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I, I can tell from your teaching. I remember um, you were doing a, a, a class before. Um, I think we had a regional testing that night or something. I don't remember. It's been many years ago um, in uh, Tecumseh and uh, we were working out. And I remember you coming over and highlighting someone and use, uh, you know, reinforce positive behavior. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was like a fifth degree or something at the time. And dang, it still works on me every time. You know, you, you, you if you highlight somebody, you reinforce this positive behavior, it makes everybody else go, ooh, ooh, you know, I, I want that. I want that. Um, you know, and it, it, it works every single time. It's just gold. Was that the time I made you drop for knuckle push-ups? Uh, no, it wasn't that time. Thank. Oh, thankfully. okay, good, yeah, good. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember that either. <laughs> <laughs> no, thankfully not, uh, n- not uh, recently. Um, no, now that, that was all. That was all in fun, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, no, we've had a great time up there in in Tecumseh. Um, well, you guys, you know, I've got to give a shout out to my Tecumseh family because every time I'm out there, you know, I'm out there frequently, mm-hmm. and I'm always. Uh, helping out uh, that great leader out there by the name of uh, Chief Master Tomas Sandoval. Um, you know, I've always felt so comfortable there because it's so um, compared to our region. You know, yes, sir. It, it's like one big region. You guys all rally around each other, you know, as licensees. You support each other in your, your, your regional activities and mostly your tournaments, I see it. And uh, you guys got a bang up group out there. So just keep up doing the good work that you're doing. And, and uh, I know Chief Master really relies on you and all the other six and seven degrees in a region to help. And you, you do a great job. So thank you. We Thank you, sir. We always love having you over here. Um, and, and that brings me to uh, coming over your direction. I We have not had a um, a national event so close to, to my you know hometown since, I don't know, I think it was like 96 we were in Chicago, 97. I don't remember what year it was, but there was a... There was a, a nationals in Chicago, and then never since then has there been one um, as close. And we're heading to Pittsburgh. Pretty exciting. Good. We uh, well, we, yeah. We're gonna bring a bunch of people. Where, how how far are you when when Tecumseh? How far are you to Tecumseh? I am about two hours from Tecumseh. We're about five hours from Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a great drive. We're super excited to come over. Um, you know, I, I was just watching online a video of the facility. It looks beautiful. Um, you know, did you, did you have to bribe somebody to get us over there to Pittsburgh? Cause I'm super excited about it. We'll pitch in for the bribe next time. Well, it was something that I've talked about, uh, a long time ago, you know, even, um, prior to chief master Stevens, who's does a great job hitting up all our national events. Uh, even when uh, Chief Master Cole was in that role, I had um, brought that to his attention and trying to someday think about Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, no, it's just the fruition of moving our ATA tournament sites around the country. And we just happened to have a good fit and it worked out. And um, I'm very happy about that, obviously. Um, good chance we're going to be here for a repeat year. You know, we'll have a couple of years here in Pittsburgh, maybe even more. Um, I think people will find the city of Pittsburgh to be very friendly, very accommodating. Uh, where the facility is located is walking distance for any of the major hotels right around the convention center. 
uh, the weather here will be good. You know, I, everybody thinks there's going to be snow in October, but uh, those that have never been in the western Pennsylvania area and, and, and are driving in, I, they'll see some beautiful uh, sights along the road of the color of the leaves and the trees turning, and the weather will be great. And by the way, it's a big sporting event that week between October 12th and 15th. So uh, we start our program, as you know, on Wednesday uh, at the Westin with some seminars and clinics and Thursday. And uh, that Thursday night is the opening night on uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's the mm-hmm. home opener on Thursday night. And then they play again on Saturday night. Um, so there'll be two home games there. I only know that because I'm a season ticket holder. So I'll be at both games. And then Sunday, uh, we have our Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Steel City to take on our Steelers on Sunday afternoon. Um, And the Westin is our major hotel that we're using. We also uh, found out that that's where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be staying. So we're sharing that hotel venue with them. So it's going to be a real buzz. It'll be exciting. That's going to be a busy weekend. Uh, I'm sure um, all the teams are excited to have the ATA there. I know um, that's going to be their their big thing. They're going to be thrilled that we're there. You know, we're the big deal that weekend, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I know I know our region, Region 117, we're pumped. I mean, this is great. I mean, having the location here in Pittsburgh, too, uh, Master Hayden, just shows that we're diversifying mm-hmm. in the tournament areas. Um, you know, we have, and I think I can say this, that attendance, the attraction of our attendance to our regional tournaments are growing. And of course, that's going to have an impact on our national events and they're going to grow. And I, I do believe that we have the opportunity to you know, look at fresh new locations beyond Pittsburgh uh, throughout the country as we move into the future, because so many of these cities now, they're, the venues, we have great size convention centers, uh, the hotels, they're very willing. I think they realize what great event we we put together. And I think these uh, locations in other cities, they're willing to offer us um, some of their, their time to do business with them because we are great at what we do. And uh, the events are well-organized and, yes, and they like that. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, and, and it's it's great to see these events moving around the country. Um, you know, uh, the East Coast hasn't had anything, um, you know, that, that makes it really easily accessible without flying um, recently. Um, and it's just, I think it, it's nice to be able to share these events uh, across the country, um, travel to different places, and uh, be able to experience new locations, um, and and it gives. I know for my, I have a lot of students that are not big at going to big the national events or anything like that, but they're going to make time to go to Pittsburgh because it's close enough that they can take the weekend and go. Um, where sure. you know, right now, World Championships is you know you got to you got to fly there for us, um, you know, and and so uh, I I think it's going to. As we move these around the country, we'll introduce more um, of the the tournament goers that hit regional tournaments, districts, but aren't aren't heading to the nationals right now. Um, I think it's going to give them an opportunity to see the ATA as a as a bigger organization, be able to get um, some experience in these events, and I'm super excited about that. Good. No, I'm glad. I'm happy. If, I'm happy that you feel that way, and I know a lot of others are feeling the same way. I've been. Uh, taking a few phone calls here in the last couple of weeks just with people calling, asking for some opinions of what to do here in Pittsburgh, where to go, what to see. Pittsburgh has a lot to offer. Uh, they really do. Um, my wife and I just last week, we were, before we went on vacation, we went to the Pittsburgh Zoo. And right now, I think it's all the way going through the end of October. 
uh, they have uh, Asian Lantern Festival. Oh, cool. And it was beautiful. Yeah, once it got, I mean, we were there kind of early before the sun went mm-hmm. down. But, you know, when that when it gets dark, it is just lit up. It's beautiful. Um, and one of the things I thought about was, you know, wow, if you if you, you could dress out in one of the bathrooms and take your dobok, <laughs> you there's some great opportunities for photos oh. in front of some of the lighted uh, ornaments that they have set up uh, with dragons. And it, it's got an Asian flair. And it was just very relaxing to scroll through the zoo and watch the display. And that was pretty cool. It was a lot more uh, relaxing than I thought it was going to be for me. So it was a really nice evening to be out walking like that and seeing the uh, festival. Well, I might have to check that out with my family. I know my wife and I were out in Pittsburgh for uh, just a a quick little anniversary um, in the winter um, a couple of years ago, and we really enjoyed it. Um, We took the little, um, what do they call that trolley that's on the hill by the river? Um, up up uh the incline yeah the incline. incline yes yeah. yes we took that uh we went over there and checked that out and you know saw some yeah, other you, things uh, uh that'll, that'll uh, take you up to mount washington uh the overlooks um great for taking pictures yes, with sir. the uh the triangle of the three rivers coming together um great restaurants up there as well um and it, those that are traveling in it has a vehicle um i would recommend them thinking about bringing a cooler with them because if you go up behind the convention center, uh, Penn Avenue to the Strip District, people would be able to do some shopping and you might get some things that you normally don't get in your grocery stores. You know, um, there's some really cool places, the seafood places, Woolies, uh, where you can actually pick out live fish and they'll take care of them for you and they'll pack them in ice. You could take them home. But we got a couple places in the Strip where you can great, get some great uh beef products, steaks, I mean, produce. Uh, and then they have the course of the, that weekend is going to be crazy because of the Steelers being mm. in town. So, you know, um, there's a great diner. Um, it's very famous in the Strip District. It's called DeLuca's. Uh, you'll stand in line around the block to get in, but it's a great breakfast, and you probably can't finish the entire breakfast that you ordered. Um, it's just a great place. So, um I think our, our ATA family will really enjoy this event. And I can only say the David Lawrence Convention Center is beautiful. Um, the space that we have acquired is going to be wonderful. Um, it overlooks the, the Allegheny River. So it is going to be really nice. Well, I'm excited about it personally. Um, we're bringing the whole family um, it's going to be a great time. I also signed up for uh, a new seminar that I had never seen anywhere before. And uh, you are the instructor. Um, while I've got you on, uh, on, can you tell us a little bit about the seminar that you're doing at uh, Nationals this year? Sure. Well, I've taught it in, in the past. It was basically, um, it comes from the PPCT programs that I'm certified in and a staff instructor under Bruce Siddle. And it's the program that I teach in correctional facilities and for law enforcement in the, the former name was SKD. And that was the abbreviation for spontaneous knife defense. Okay. And uh, we've done a lot of work and for, for my staff um, credentials uh, that Mr. Siddle requires to become a staff instructor. um, He gave me the task of coming up with time elements and we did motion time studies and camera work for, blade movement 
Um, so, and it was obviously for law enforcement, but it's a very applicable for civilians. And um, we we noticed there was some corrections that needed to be made with our, our knife program. And uh, Bruce is very big on research and time and distance. So we have now tweaked the program, and it's a new name. So it's going to be uh, the um, countermeasures, uh, edge weapon countermeasures program. And uh, I started doing some of the material a little bit in a couple of courses regionally here and nationally. Uh, I'll just throw a few knife things in as we were working on it just to see how our instructors uh, felt with it and how, how it looked. And they all, those that have been following me in my career doing these SKD programs in the past all said, yeah, this is much better. So we, we trimmed it down a little bit. It's very, it's very quick, it's very fast, and it has less movement, which is very important when you're in a high-risk event, especially a knife. And um, so we're going to introduce some new movements and just some new training tools for instructors to take home and hopefully blend it into their self-defense portion if they have that in their curriculum. Excellent. Oh, I'm super excited then. I, I took the uh, spontaneous knife defense oh, years and years and years ago. Um, and so uh, I'm super excited to see an update and, uh, you know, just sharpen my skills. And, and uh, sure. that's going to be a, a lot of fun. Cool. Well, while I, while I, if I can make a plug on that is, Certainly. you know, uh, to just to follow up our people that are registered for that, I would highly recommend that they, if they can bring their own training knife, that would help. But most for them, for, for their protection and, and just to have a great training day, I would recommend everybody bring forearm pads <laughs> and then either shin pads or just your regular kicks that you use in free sparring. Great advice. I know um, I remember taking spontaneous knife defense uh, and uh, man, <laughs> my forearms afterwards were just torn to shreds. I remember uh, and my shins. We did... Um, uh, there was the uh, the upward stab, and you you push down block and and kick to the shin, and we went all the way up and down the floor, um, you know, full full force with that, and it was uh, it was fun. Yeah, well, that we're going to be doing that as well, and we're going to be adding a, a new technique uh, that'll follow up any of the brachial stuns, which is now the occipital stun. There's another location that I'll be introducing for this uh, program. So that'll be a new, new thing and a lot of good research behind that. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I love that. Uh, um, we're about out of time today. I, I will uh, definitely um, have to have you on the show again because I am super interested in how you got into the, the self-defense side and you know, you're, you're so involved with um, training law enforcement. I know after nine 11, you helped um, airlines um, and uh, there's a whole story there. But we're going to have to tease that for uh, another time. Um, Be happy to do it. Yeah, we would love to have you back on, sir. Um, before we go, uh, just some any words of wisdom um, for uh, ATA Nation out there. Um, anything you want to say to ATA Nation before we go? Well, sure. I mean, I think that um, on my position where I'm at in this career that we all have as licensees i'm just asking that everybody keep supporting our organization support your community you know if you're not a master yet think about being that master on a daily basis you know say to yourself i'm already a master i just haven't gone through that process yet act like one be humble be kind to one another 
but make sure that when you're on the mat, you get business done. Make people happy to, that they're with you. Remember that, you know, we don't go out and seek new members. They seek us out. And we should be very fortunate and happy that they're doing that. And so I'm just asking, you know, our leaders out there, you know, leaders are people in positions of responsibility and not in glamour. So don't take advantage of your title or do that. Be the person you need to be. And I, I, I'm very lucky to have the relationships that I've had with my two instructors. Uh, they were so balanced in that area. And uh, I would just like to see us all on a daily basis, cultivate our talent and our relationships. And if we can constantly do that, I, I do that on a daily basis. I always think about what can I do to focus on cultivating either my talent in some way, sharing that with somebody and bonding with good relationships on a daily basis. That is great advice, sir. Um, it, it, I, I don't know if it's great advice, Master, but it works for me. <laughs> and when I work with my my juniors under me, I'm always you know, asking them, you know, what are you doing in that area? I'm proud of you. Keep working that because that's what's going to make our organization great and keep it moving forward. We got to be proactive, progressive, and be positive in everything. And we get those, all those P words going, we're professional and that's what it needs to be. Yes, sir. Well, and, and I think anyone who has interacted with you um, just can see the, your dedication, your service, um, you know, we as an organization are, are blessed to have you um, as a as one of our leaders. Um, I want to thank you for your time today and just everything you do for the ATA. Well, I thank you for what you do, getting some communication out and uh, putting people on your uh, podcast like this. That's very nice. And thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. And uh, you have a great week and uh, definitely we'll see you. Are you going to camp? Uh, yes, sir. I'll be at, I will be at leadership camp um, and uh, and at, and at uh, fall nationals. Good. And I'll see you at fall nationals first, of course. And then I'll be uh, looking forward to working with you at the leadership camp. Thanks for coming and attending. Yes, sir. Well, uh, again, uh, appreciate your time today. I appreciate you too, sir. You have a great week. Thank you, sir. Well, that's so exciting to have uh, uh, Grandmaster Crusoe on the on the pod, as the kids say. I don't know if anyone says that. But uh, again, thank you for tuning in today. We're going to wrap it up. Um, hopefully, you've been enjoying this. We've got uh, a couple of great interviews coming up with school owners, young school owners. We want to talk about, uh, just like Grandmaster said, you know, he started that school right in college, and he's been doing um, martial arts as a full-time career uh, ever since then. Um, we want to inspire the next generation of school owners. So we've got some really cool interviews coming up uh, with some awesome school owners. Until next time, make sure you're out there taking action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. Hey, I want to remind you, go over to atama.ninja slash uncut. All right, get a get a membership card. Okay, we want you to have a membership card because uh, we're going to be dropping some really cool things for people who have those cards. Only people who have those cards. They cost like two bucks, um, and it's not it's not. Uh, I'm not making bank on these things or anything. Um, I really you got to put a price on there, otherwise you get a bunch of bots and things that claim them, and we don't want that. So uh, pick up a uh, pick up a membership card. A T A M A dot ninja slash uncut. Okay, see you guys next week.